very life of God, Zoe life, is in you and me. (laughs) Glory to God. I've got the Holy Spirit living in me. I've got the same power that raised Christ Jesus in me. I don't have to, to when I, no, it don't matter what I face. You know, on the way into, Flo, into Florida, <laughs> wasn't quite Florida, into Colorado and driving, you know, because we drove from here to there and it's beautiful. And driving back here into Bozeman, it's beautiful. But the very one who created the mountains and these big blue skies and all the animals lives on the inside of you and me. Woo! And we sometimes struggle and wonder if God's going to come through for us. Let's throw off the limitations. Let's let God be God in, in us and through us. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I don't know if you're starting to record yet, but this is my message. Hallelujah. You know, I, as I was over there, I got to share again with some of my family about Jesus and what God's been doing. And, and I began to talk about this message that I'm getting into right now. And I, 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 the way this message came about is because I was beginning to see some things happening. There are many Christians out there, guys, who have stepped away from the church. And some have even turned their backs on God. I know of ministers out there who used to be, have issues, major issues, I'll say it that way, with drinking, alcohol. And now they're back to drinking alcohol. Because now it seems like the church has said it's okay that we do that. Jesus turned water into wine. So it's okay. You tell that to the mother or the father whose teenager son or daughter got drunk and killed themselves. I'm up on my little soapbox right now. But isn't it true? Aren't we called to live? I mean, I I know this may not be the funnest thing. But as this is one of the things I said to my brother-in-law. I'm called to live in a glass house. I'm called to be an example to my people, to the people that God's called me to lead. I want you to be able to do everything that I do. Oh, dear Jesus. (laughs) As the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Don't follow me if I'm not following Christ, in other words. I'm not trying to condemn anybody in this place. I'm just trying to get us to get a understanding of the day and hour that we're living in well you know i sit there and i say under the anointing of god i want to make a difference in this world for jesus christ and yet i'm no living no different than the world is living how can i make a difference it grieves my heart i went to god i said god why am i seeing this happen i heard a, i mean a, a minister saying that he travels all over the united states People are leaving the church in droves. How sad is that? And I'll say this. 
There are so many in the body of Christ living way below their privileges in Christ. And there are so many in the body of Christ who have, they're living like the world. I said they're living like the world. And I said, God, why is this going on? Why is this happening? Oh, Jesus. Let me just throw this out for free right now. And I'm going to look up so nobody thinks I'm talking about you. If you have to justify what you're doing, then what you're doing is probably not right. Did you hear what I just said? And let me, let me throw this in for free. There is no, nothing this world can offer you. Nothing this world can offer you. That is more glorious and more fun and more exciting than living for Jesus Christ. There are no drugs. There's no alcohol. There's nothing. No sex. Nothing is equal to living for Jesus Christ. I done done the other stuff. I'm not proud of that. But glory to God, I ain't who I used to be. Forgive my poor English. But that's not who I am anymore. I want people to look at me and say, wow, he's different. And everybody said, amen. <laughs> I am. I'm no longer the same. I, <laughs> glory to God. And as I was pondering these things and wondering about all of these things happening, the Lord reminded me of the scripture that we're currently on, or the, the main uh, scripture here in James chapter 1 verse 22 but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves now what does it mean when someone has been deceived now I want you to listen to this in this case I mean it, it means this they believe something is true when it's actually not did you hear that they believe it's true, but it's actually not. In this case, hearers of the words of the word only and not doers of the word have deceived themselves into believing that everything's going to be all right in their lives just because they're hearing the word. Oh, they come to church, they read their Bibles, they listen to CDs, and they think because of that reason everything's going to be all right in their lives. They're deceived. The Bible calls it being self-deceived. Deceiving yourself. Hearing the word is a part of doing the word. I said that the last time we were together. But it does not stop there. You have to become a doer of the word. Amen. It's the doer of the word of God that's blessed. Not just the hearer of the word of God. Are you listening? My, my, my. And I believe what the Lord is, has been showing me is that we have a whole bunch of Christians who are hearing the word, but not a whole bunch of Christians who are doing the word. Mm. And because of that, there's a whole bunch of Christians living in defeat and failure. Mm, 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 mm. Many are living like those in the world without Christ. Many have given up on God and the church altogether. And friends, that's extremely sad. 
In fact, I believe that we can divide the church into two sets of Christians. You've got empty, idle talkers who live in defeat and failure. And you've got real faith walkers who are consistently blessed, living successful lives. Which do you want to be? I believe I'm looking at a bunch of real faith walkers. Amen. That should be every one of our goals, our desires, something we're striving for. But again, what's so sad, I've seen this happen in the ministry so often. People come up to me and say, Pastor Dan, I've got your back. I'm with you. Whatever you need, I'm going to be there for you. And then at the slightest difficulty or after the, uh, the novelty has worn off or maybe I say something from the pulpit that they disagree with, instead of coming to Pastor Joan and myself and talking with us, boom, they're gone. They're out the door. Well, hello? Whose phone is doing that? It's mine. <laughs> But isn't that sad? You think that these people will one day have to answer for this when they stand before Jesus? (laughs) Just smile real big because you're here. Amen. Glory to God. God's not looking for big talkers. What is he looking for? Real faith walkers. He's looking for doers. Doers. Everybody say, I'm a doer. Amen. He's looking for individuals. When he taps them on the shoulder and says to them, sow this amount of money into that person's life or into that ministry. And you don't hem and haul. You just do it. He's looking for people who he taps, who he awakens in the middle of the night and says, pray for this individual. And you get up and you pray for that person. I want to be that person. He taps on the shoulder. Amen. I want to be found faithful. I want to be a faithful person. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And let me say this. You need to know this about the Lord. Because this is important. Not once has he ever come to me and asked me if it was convenient for me To get up in the middle of the night and go to the hospital and pray for somebody. Not once has he asked me how much money I had in my checking account. When he tapped me on the shoulder and said, give this amount of money away. We got to understand that our God is never, absolutely never going to ask us to do something that's going to cause us harm, injury, or anything along those lines. Whenever God asks us to do something... It's because God's setting us up to be blessed. And he's giving us opportunities to do the works of Jesus. I want to do the works of Jesus. How about you? Jesus said, I'm supposed to be doing his works. But sometimes, in order to do the works of Jesus, it's going to be really uncomfortable on our flesh. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. The rewards for being a doer far outweigh the uncomfortableness of our flesh and the inconveniences we may face. There's nothing more exciting 
nothing more thrilling. And understand, I'm using, what's that word? Help me, Lord. A superlative. There's nothing more exciting than being used by Almighty God to do the works of Jesus. To lead someone to the Lord. To lay hands on the sick. To set free the captives. To see people filled with the Spirit of God. To see people trained up to do the work of the ministry. I love these testimonies. Glory to God. Thank you for testifying. Thank you for testifying. Thank you for testifying. Hallelujah. I get excited about that. It. Belly Bob Tom. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We don't need to be big talkers. We need to simply do. We don't need to be big talkers. We need to simply do. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We can only talk about praying so much, and then it's time to pray. We can only talk about giving so much, then it's time to give. We can only talk about walking in love and forgiveness so much, then it's time to walk in love and forgive. It's time for us to do the word. Be doers of the word. If you think you're going to be blessed by not doing the word, you're gravely mistaken. In fact, the Bible says you have been self-deceived. You've allowed yourself to deceive yourself and do the very thing the devil wants to do to you. Hello? I don't want that happening in your life. I don't want it happening in my life. Thank you, Jesus. I don't. If, you need to get a hold of something. God wants you blessed. I want everybody to get this. I don't care if you don't have any education. That was a joke, by the way. It doesn't matter if you were born on the wrong side of the tracks. It doesn't matter how bad you've been treated in life. It doesn't matter anything. But once you become a child of God, you become his child. He's your heavenly daddy. If you will begin to do the word, God is going to bless you so much. Mm. Would you get for sitting there? (laughs) Listen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Get a hold of this. Your heavenly daddy wants you blessed. He wants you blessed. He wants, in fact, the Bible says all spiritual blessings are ours right now. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. They're already ours. All we got to do is do what he said to do in his word and whoosh. You know, it's like I've, I've said before. It's like I, I expect every, every, every morning I'm waking up, I'm going to be waking up to this. Beep, 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 beep. What's that? That's the blessing truck pouring up to my house to dump his blessings on my life. Hey! Don't you want that? Glory to God! You know, we just got through uh, uh, going and we stayed in a mansion. I've never stayed in a house this big in my life. It was huge. I mean, I think it was around 9,000 square foot. Had... How many bedrooms? Nine, I think nine bedrooms, like bathrooms everywhere you looked. And it was crazy. My, my, my youngest sister's the one who put it, you know, got it all together and everything. And you walked into their bedroom. It was the main suite. 
Like that really mattered because every, every, every bedroom had its own bathroom. I mean, how many be- I mean, think about that. And so anyway, but we walked into there, and I walked into the, I- I've never seen a shower so big in my life. We could have slept six kids in that bathroom. It was crazy. And then, girls, you're going to love this one. And then I walked into the closet, and I kept walking, and I kept walking, and I kept walking. Finally, I turn around, I go, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm at. It was huge. It's crazy. Now, why am I sharing that with you? Because I want you to know that I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And, 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 and let me share this with you. You know what my family did? What a good family. I don't know how much it cost all of them. But, man, I had six of us go. Us four and then my other daughter and her fiancé. You know how much they ended up charging us? Only $750 to go. Every night, I mean, I don't even know. It's a huge amount of money. And they only charge us $750 to go. You know what I call that? Blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is so good all the time. All the time, God is good. But I go and tell you something right now. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. But I endeavor to do the word of God. I've got things in my life, I've got, I mean, I'll say it this way. There are things on my plate that God's put there, but the big boy here, that's me, I need to get busy with. I wish my wife says, amen, brother, get get busy. Anyway, I want you to know it's not because I'm a pastor. It's because I am a child of God. It's because I am a Christian, a believer. And guess what? So are each one of you. Get a hold of this, guys. God wants us blessed. I want to be blessed. Oh, glory to God. I want so much coming in that I got to give it away. I've heard people that get to that state and that place. I want it. Hallelujah. I was going to share something, but I'm not. I know. I shouldn't have even said that, should I? Hallelujah. It's the doer who's blessed in what he does. Now, look at verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he, uh, that's the other thing about this place. There were giant mirrors everywhere. I mean, there was one when I was walking down the steps, and the mirror was so big, every time I saw people walking by it, I thought there was more people on the other side, I mean, coming. I'm like, wow. That person looks just like my nephew. Oh, it is my nephew. And then the one, uh, should I tell off on myself, James? James says, yes. So James, was, there's like a little ledge there by the mirror, and James is sitting there, and I'm walking down, and it's down the steps, and got to the second to the bottom one. And I said, look at those muscles. <laughs> Talk about quick humbleness. I thought I was on the first step. Whoosh. <laughs> I fell down, <laughs> jumped right back up, said, I meant to do that. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, anyway. All right, speaking of a mirror, here we go. <laughs> Verse 24, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Verse 25, but he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Everybody says continues in it. 
You need to be in the Word all the time. All the time. All the time in your Bibles. How many of you do not read your Bible every day? Or let's put it this way, every week. Get into it at least every week. I know some of you like it. Some of you are like, oh, thank you for the two honest girls in here. The rest of you, who, who am I got to pray for? No, I'm just kidding. I trust that everybody in here is doing, reading your Bible. Because you should be continuing in it all the time. It's got to be something you want. I, I, I can say this. I remember when I first got turned on for God. I tried to, you know, I'm excited about living with Jesus. I opened the Old Testament up and started reading. I'm like going, what? It was hard for me to understand. And that's when I finally got the revelation, read from the New Testament. Because it's written to us who are part of the church. So read from the New Testament. Amen. But it, man, I tell you, I read through the New Testament every year. Every year, the New Testament. Every year, I'm reading through the New Testament. I want to read through the New Testament. Glory to God. There's just something about it. And I get excited. I, like, I have this the, the program I'm following. I'm, I'm reading it, and all of a sudden, oh, I get to read from Philippians now. Woo! Glory to God! Oh, 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 oh! Hebrews! Glory! This is so awesome! Get excited about getting into the Word. Continue in it. And it's not a forgetful hearer, a forgetful hearer, but a, a, a what? A doer of the work. This one, who's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, will be blessed in what he does. Is everybody paying attention? Do you want to know one of the reasons people get bored with going to church? Now, I want you to catch this. I remember this. I got this from another minister. It is such incredible revelation. Catch this. It's really simple. Knowledge without application eventually becomes boring and unfulfilling. You're taking notes. You need to write that one down. I'll, write, I'll say it to you again. Knowledge without application... Knowledge without doing, in other words, eventually becomes boring and unfulfilling. What does that mean? It means all you do is sit and listen and listen and listen and listen more and more to the Word, but you never take any steps to apply it to your life. You'll soon reach a point in your life where you've heard and you've heard and you've heard and you've heard the Word so much that you literally get sick of hearing it. Instead of coming to church... Hungry, as I always tell you to get hungry, and anticipating to receive something from the Lord, you'll begin to think, oh boy, another sermon. I've already heard that. I already know that. And what ends up happening, instead of enjoying church, you end up enduring church. Constantly, constantly, I wish he would shut up so I can go watch as the stomach turns. All right, I'll leave that where it's at. <laughs> Do you want to know what the cure is? You want to know what the cure is? Be a doer. Be a doer. Begin to apply what you've, uh, what you've heard to your life. Listen to this. The Greek word for doer is P-O-I-E-T-E-S, poetis, which means a doer. But what's interesting is that another definition of that Greek word is poet. Now, how in the world does that apply to being a doer? I'm glad you asked. 
It means that when a person hears the word of God, but can't think about how, can't think how it can be applied to their lives, that person needs to go to God, the greatest poet of all time, and the one who's never lacking in creativity. I mean, look around you at creation, friends. How many know that our God is not lacking in create, I mean, creativity? Amen. And ask God how you can apply it to your life. In other words, are you listening? Let the great poet begin to write poetry in and through your life as you obey him and do whatever it is he instructs you to do. Isn't that good? Glory to God. So if you want to be excited about the things of God, how many want to have an excitement in your life when it comes to coming to church, when it comes to the things of God? We should all want to be excited about the things of God, excited about coming to church. Here it is, be a doer. Be a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word, amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. I shared with you recently, I don't remember how many Sundays ago it was now, about when I was at Canaan Land. And, and I first got turned on to the things of God and, the, and the, the principle of sowing and reaping and so forth and so on. And I, I, I didn't have the ability to make money while I was there. But, you know, the Bible says you can ask for, for seed to sow. Ask the sower for seeds. How does it go? Drawing a blank. Okay, great. Preacher woman. And <laughs> how does the sower sow? He gives seed to the sower. Thank you. So you can ask for seed to sow. And so I did. I said, God. I need some seed to sow because I was getting to go to Ramah to, for a winter Bible or camp meeting. I don't remember which one it was. But anyway, uh, and so I did. And then it was very, I mean, a few days later, I had the opportunity to babysit Matt Gober and his wife's children. And that's what I did. I went and I, I babysat. I didn't went thinking anything of it. I just thank God for the opportunity. They trusted me to do that for them. And so anyway, I did it. And then uh, I think it was the next day, Sandra, his wife, uh, I remember she stuck her head out and said, hey, we just put some money in your account. And immediately in my heart, I knew there's my seed to sow. And then one of the counselors was talking about something he needed and was, you know, some, some, it had to do with a motorcycle, I think, some chain for his motorcycle. So I immediately took the money she had given me, and I sowed it into his life. And, I, and when I sowed it into his life, I believed God for a certain amount of money to be, go, be able to go on this trip. And listen to me. I want to share this with you. I believed for a certain amount of money. I sowed the seed for it. I had first asked God to give me the seed. He did that. And then all of a sudden I get a letter... And in the letter was a check for that exact amount of money. I didn't tell anybody. What do you think that did to this big boy? Mm. The word works if you work the word. I'm telling you the word works. And I'm going to, if you will begin to do the word, it gets you excited in your spirit. Because you get come to realize more and more and more. This is reality. This is true.
not trying to put them on the spot, but it's like we were sitting around and, 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 and I, I, they were sitting way on the other end. And I was like looking at them, I was going, wow, they are really a beautiful couple. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to put, give them, oh, I just saw that head grow, boom, boom, boom. I'm not trying to give them the big head, but listen, and I was talking to my brother about it, and he goes, uh, I, I, I said, oh, I said, all of my nephews are handsome and, and, you know, so forth and so on. And he goes, no, but those, that couple, those two are very special. They're extraordinary, I think was the word he used, if I'm not, oh, exceptional, exceptional. And I was like going, God loves me, he blessed me, glory to God. I, and, 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 and I know for you, you might be thinking, oh, Pastor Dan, that's you. You're a preacher. You go, God loves you because you're a preacher. No, God loves me because I'm his child. He loves me because I belong to him. Glory to God. Oh, just let me have this moment. <laughs> He's so good. He loves me. He believes in me. I don't want to see a bunch of people sitting in here just receiving the word, 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 but never doing the word. Because I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you've heard the word. If you're not doing the word, it's as if you've never come to this church ever. Because it's not going to do anything to you or for you. I don't want that in your lives. I want to see so many people in this room so blessed. So happy, so full of joy and peace and all the other fruit of the Spirit that's inside of us. Operating in those things in the love of God. Hallelujah. It's for us. I don't want to see anybody falling away. I mean, these things have brought us to tears. Because we see these people that used to live for Jesus who aren't anymore. And it grieves us. It really does. We don't want to see that happening. You want to know why? Because we love them. But how much more does God love them? And he sees people that are turning their backs on him and accepting the things in this world, becoming just like this world. Can't be. We're not supposed to be like this world. We're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're called to keep our flesh under. Amen. I want doers in this church. I can, this woman right here, she's talking about how her life's changed. You don't understand how much you've been blessing us. It blesses us when a church member, you see it. They're starting to get it. They're starting to walk it out. Woo! Glory to God. It's for all of you. You've got to do the word, though. I'm not even getting close to it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But that's okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Don't just be a hearer. Be a doer. And when you're doing the word, think about that. The great poet, the greatest poet, is doing poetry in and through your life. Presenting that to the world to be read by all men. Look at me. I am a poem. Is that funny? 
awesome though? I mean, I just love the fact that God, the way he put those words together there. Oh my goodness. You allow God to be God in you and you begin to do what he's telling you to do. Oh my goodness, friends, you watch out. It's incredible. Now I'm going to say this to you. It's going to be challenging because the devil does not want you to get a hold of that. He wants you to keep coming in here. He wants you to keep, because you're already coming here. So it's fine. He's fine because you're here. But he wants you to be someone that's just hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You don't need to do that. You, You don't need to do that. Maybe someday in the sweet by and by. Come on, you don't need to do it right now. You want to have fun. Fun with your life. Come on. And you don't do. And then you wonder why you have so much failure in your life. Look up again so everybody doesn't think I'm looking at you. It's the truth. I'm not trying to be a, a, a bearer of bad news. You cannot get around this. If you're not doing, you can't expect to be blessed. But if you're doing, glory to God, guess what's going to happen? I said, guess what's going to happen? The one who cannot lie, the one who loves you with an everlasting love, is going to be right there. He's faithful to look over his word, to perform it in your life. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. He always does over and above what even you're asking for. Look, there's my example. Glory to God. Don't you want that out of your husband? Don't you want your husband looking at you and, and, and going, well, after 20, how many months? 26 years. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> it's been, this is all melted into one beautiful time together. <laughs> we, need, we, we, we should want to have such an incredible relationship with our spouse. You know what? I'm going to say this. I'm kind of off on another tangent, but that's okay because this is being a doer of the word. Divorce isn't even an option for us. We look at that word divorce. It's a cuss word. It's a cuss word. I said it's a cuss word. I don't even bring it up. And there have been some challenging times. Not many, but there have been some. But through it all, because Jesus Christ is the Lord of our marriage, and because we've made a decision that we're going to operate in the love of God, that we're going to be quick to forgive one another and quick to repent, glory to God, we have heaven on earth. Because we're doing the work. Is it just because we're preachers? I want to tell you a little secret. As a preacher, we probably have bigger challenges than a lot of you do. Because we get it from all sides. Who cares? My God takes care of us. He's there for us. And as long as we keep doing the word, we're going to be blessed, 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 blessed. And I want to say this again because I want you to get a hold of this. Our best days are before us. Speaking that out over you guys right now. Your best days are before you. Do you think God's used you up to this point? You just wait and see what's going to happen. Becky, that's a word for you right there. God is going to use you more than you could ever imagine to further his kingdom in the earth today. I just sense that, although it's, it, that's a word for you right there. It's for everybody, but I just, I just specifically, the Lord told me to tell you that. Your best days are before you. 
what, you, what the devil's trying to tell you is our lives, your best days are before you. Be expecting. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Whew. And you're going to be used by God to testify and teach others about God's healing power. Devil's stupid. He doesn't understand that. See, what, what the devil has meant for de death and destruction, God turns it around for his glory. As long as we love him and are living for him, that's when he does those things. And then whatever he's the devil tried to bring against us becomes our pulpit to preach from. Let me tell you about what Jesus has done for me. I, the doctor told me I was giving up and I was supposed to die, but not no more. I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. By his stripes, I was healed. I now live whole and healthy. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's for the doer. Everybody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word this morning. I'm just trusting you, Lord, that this word has ministered to the hearts of the people. They've received it. And by your